So first, I just want to say thank you to everyone who reached out to me, who texted me, called me, DM'd me from my last episode, Divine Design. Um, Y'all are my people. I appreciate the love. I am doing better. I am on the mend. And, you know, I'm serious about us being a community. I'm going to keep y'all posted. Um, But this ain't that, right? So the last episode was heavy and, you know, just a lot. So I figured I would switch it up and do something a little different. So I love podcasts. That's not a secret, right? Um, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, and I listen to all kinds of podcasts. I listen to preaching. I listen to um, pop culture. um, I listen to influencers. I just listen to people. So there's this one guy that I follow. Um, I don't know him personally, but I came across him during the pandemic, and he was on Clubhouse. Y'all remember Clubhouse? Yes. So when we were all inside... Everybody was on Clubhouse Child, and I saw him, heard him first on the Clubhouse, and then I started following him on Instagram, and then I noticed not long ago that he started a podcast. So I subscribed, followed, and listened to his episodes, and he had one episode in particular that piqued my interest. So the name of the show is The Final Statement uh, with the host. His name is Tim Clinton. And Tim actually had some very interesting um, takes on the topic of dating men in the church. And I decided that I would do a response to that particular episode. So I'm going to tag um, Tim and all of my social media things, and I'm going to put the link to this particular, to his particular episode in the description for my podcast. So you can go and listen again. Uh, the, pa- the podcast is called The Final Statement with Tim Clinton. And we're just going to jump right in. Again, I don't know him personally. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask no questions um, in his episode, but me being me decided I'm going to give a response. I'm going to give not necessarily the woman's perspective because I don't speak for all women, but I'm going to give my perspective and it's my podcast. So, you know, y'all know me. I do what I want, right? Okay. So uh, I'm going to jump around. This is not in no particular order. Um, When I was listening to this episode, I was kind of jotting down, taking notes. Y'all know how I do. So Tim pretty much tells us ladies not to look for a man in the church. Flat out, right? Um, He says, don't look for a man in the church. And this is not me quoting him. This is like me paraphrasing. Um, Don't go to the convocation. Don't go to the revival. Listen, if y'all want a man, go outside, like go where... um, you know, concerts and shows and events and things like that to find y'all a man because he not in the church. And to that, I 1000% agree. A thousand percent. Now I will say, um, I personally am not looking for a man of God. Take that how you want. I am looking for a godly man. I'm looking for a man of integrity, a man that is respectable, um, and a man that has presence, right? Y'all already know how I feel about 
men taking up space and, you know, men having a, a presence because I have a presence and that's what I look for in, you know, my partner. So I totally agree. Ladies go to church for you. Go to church. You know, who's at church? God, Jesus himself, not, not your person. Um, do I think that you could possibly meet someone? I mean, it could happen, but I would not make that the reason why you go, right? Like, I go to conferences, I go to revivals, I'm in church. If y'all know me, I'm in church um, more often than not, but I never go with the intent to look for a man. I just, I just don't. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me, right? So, I agree a thousand percent, ladies, don't go to the church looking for men. And also, most of the time, like, I've been in church all of my life. Historically, there's more women than men in the church. That's just the rule. I don't know why it is. That's just how it is. And then of the men that are in the church, you have, um, Tim, you know, gives a percentage. I didn't write those notes down, but the majority of the men that are in the church, most of them are taken honestly, married, engaged in a committed relationship, then you have another percentage of the leftover men that are looking for the same thing you're looking for, a good man. Okay, so that gets knocked out. And then you're left with an even smaller percentage of men. And honestly, in my, uh, it's been my experience that those men are committed and they're focused to their work, their craft, their ministry, they aren't checking um, for us. Like they're not looking for a long-term relationship because if they were, they'd be taken by them. So that's, I don't make the rules. That's just, you know, that's just how it is. Um, he also talked about churchmen not having game. Now, this I thought was pretty interesting. I will half agree, half disagree. So I would say men between 30, I'll even say 40, like though that 10 year range, most of the men that I know that, that, you know, are worth, you know, something, they got game. Like they, they got a little something. And even the men that are like 45 to 50, if they not wearing the clothes that they wore when they were in their 30s, got game. So if you're the brother, um, the deacon, the Maurices, the Rufuses, the heralds of the church world, God bless you. Y'all ain't got no game. Y'all, y'all don't. If y'all are calling me Sister Tasha, Mm, probably ain't got no game. If y'all are still wearing the wide leg pants, um, cowboy boots, um, I think you went to school with my daddy. And to me, you ain't got game. Like you might be able to pull Sister Sharon or Sister Gladys, but you're not going to be able to pull, you know, the Tasha's of the world. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I kind of half disagree, half agree. Like some church guys have game, some some don't. Um, and then the ones, the younger ones that don't, they just just kind of goofy. You know what I mean? So you know that that is what it is. 
Um, he also talked about churchy flirt and um, I 100% agree. He said that, you know, he can't stand a churchy flirt. Um, you know, like the whole, you know, God's been good to you talking about your butt, stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's not me. Um, if we have a rapport and we're teasing and we're joking and we're using like churchy vernacular, that's one thing. But if you're trying to holler, I don't, I don't need, you know, you saying churchy things. Like don't quote the song of Solomon to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a woman, you know, I love God. I do. I love him so much. But, but at the end of the day, like, I'm a whole female, you know what I mean? I'm a whole woman. I'm a, a thousand percent lady, and I can I know scripture for myself. Like, that's not game to me. That's not, you know, flirty. So, fellas, if you're listening, I know you love God. I love him, too. But there's a time and a place for everything. And if you're trying to, like, talk to a girl, don't don't use the church flirt like it's 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 not where where it is it's, it's just not um so i wanted to get into this he talked about prayer warriors and i remember listening to him and some other guys on clubhouse also talking about prayer warriors and i would love to have this conversation with him um I don't know if when they say prayer warriors, if they mean just women that pray loudly, or if is that a term for like a super churchy type female? I don't know. Um, but I will say here that prayer warriors aren't bad if you're using it in the sense of what I think you're using it in. Like if you're talking about a woman that praise that gets up three o'clock in the morning and prays super loudly and wakes you up out of your sleep. I mean, I guess I get why that would annoy you, I guess. But at the end of the day, if you want a godly woman, she gonna have to learn how to pray. You know what I mean? And I don't consider myself a prayer warrior. I consider myself an effective person of prayer. You know, I, I often tell people, you want me to pray for you, not about you. Uh, so, so yeah, I just, you know, he talked about, you know, leaving the prayer warriors alone. And again, it might be my ignorance on what he means when he says that, but I don't think there's nothing wrong with a woman that prays. And I don't think that's what he means, but again, that's what I'm taking it, you know, taking it as, um, I, women, I do think that there's a time and a place for everything and, you know, church has its place. We are believers. We love God every day of the week. But at the end of the day, like, there's a time and a place. And a man is still a man. You know what I mean? And, you know, sometimes we have to leave that super churchiness alone. Like, every concert we go to ain't got to be John P. Key and Fred Hammond. You know, like, it's okay to go out and, you know, listen to jazz or I'm not a fan of jazz, but you know, that's what people do. Listen to jazz or, or go out to see, you know, Jill Scott or Eric Robertson or, you know, I'm a voice to men type. I'm a 90s type of girl. So if voice to men is in town, trust and believe I'm probably gonna have a ticket to go see them because life is about having fun. You know what I mean? Even Jesus, you know, 
he had fun. Like he wasn't just some, you know, stick in the mud. That's my own personal opinion. So I just feel like it's nothing wrong with having your faith and having your beliefs. Um, but life is to be lived and not necessarily reckless, but you can absolutely have fun outside of the church. You can. Um, he also talked about online dating uh, lightly, and I probably will do another episode solely about online dating, but I've been there, done that. I've done every app you can think of. He specifically referenced Tinder. I personally have never gotten on Tinder, only because in my mind, Tinder is straight for sex and hooking up. And I could be wrong, could be wrong. Um, but that's, that's the connotation I had from Tinder, from what I know from like third hand. So I never got on Tinder, but I've been on all the other ones, all the other ones. And I've been on, I, I will say that the Christian dating sites are just as bad as the regular ones. Um, I talked about this in a episode last year with Cliff. Um, I remember being on a Christian dating site, uh, Upward, and there was a guy in his bio that legit had, in God we thrust. And to this day, it still haunts me because I'm like, yo, this is the Christian site. Like, what is life? Like, Lord, if you want me to be a nun, just say that. Because this can't, this can't be my life. It just can't be. So, yeah, ladies, if you're doing the uh, dating sites, whether it is Christian or, you know, one of the other ones, Match or OkCupid okay or um, Black Gentry, that's one of like the newer ones. Actually, that was the last one I was on. But that's another story for another day. Um, just always be safe and be true to yourself, but don't misrepresent yourself. He talked about how, you know, he went on a date with someone he met online. Um, but when he met her in person, it wasn't what he thought it was. And that's all I'll say. Y'all going to have to go listen. I thought the story was pretty funny. I cackled because um, it was just, you know, funny to me. But ladies, be true to who you are, but don't misrepresent yourself. If you are a size 14, 18, 24, 28, Show that because if he's going to like you, he's going to like you. Don't just do all headshots and then be in your feelings when, you know, he's not responding to you when he sees you because, you know, you misrepresented yourself or you didn't. You misrepresented yourself by omission, by not showing the whole picture. And fellas, the same thing, because just like y'all want to see a body shot, us ladies want to see a body shot. Because there are some attributes to a man, just like men have preferences, I have preferences. And so does women. Like, women have preferences. And there are some things, you know, like, we might want to see prior to. And not to be, like, you know, graphic or anything, because um, y'all know how I feel about certain pics. Listen to, you know, the group uh, chat series if you don't. But, like, I would just... I just want to say that just like y'all, we want to, you know, kind of see what we're getting into, especially if we're doing the online dating thing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So he also talked about if a woman has 
Proverbs 31 in their bio, they're no good. And I just want to start by saying, who is putting Proverbs 31 in their bio? Like, women, y'all putting scriptures in your bio? Somebody help me out because I've never, and it's nothing wrong with it, but I just never thought that was a thing. Like, I think it's okay to put a piece of who you are in your bio. Um, and if Proverbs 31 sums you up, then God bless you. But that's, my bio says, Jesus lover, Cameron's mother. Worker be social butterfly. Straight to the point. And it sums me up perfectly. It, tell, it, it shows you a snapshot of who I am, right? Proverbs 31, I will say that is not a bad scripture. It's a great scripture, actually. Um, I don't use it in my bio because, again, I'm not putting scripture in my bio. But also, y'all know, I don't like trends. And, um, you know, that's just like the Christian go-to, right? Proverbs 31. So in listening and preparing for today's episode, I was like, you know, let me, let me research a little bit more about Proverbs 31, right? And again, after reading multiple versions of it, because I'm nosy in a good way, and I like understanding and comprehension and all that good stuff. So, you know, you I've learned Proverbs 31 in the King James Version, right? The King's language, if you will. So then I decided to read it in the English Standard Version. I just needed something a little bit more plainer. Then I decided to go to the Message Bible, which is where I go when I need the T. I call message. I call the Message version of the Bible the T version because that's the version that's going to give it to you like you need it to be gave. Okay. So after reading the Message Bible, it just made more sense, and I was like, so now I have to ask the question to the guys: What women? What are the women showing y'all that have Proverbs 31 in their bio? Because Proverbs 31 is a woman that is rare, trustworthy, resourceful, a homemaker, a hard worker. She's helpful. She's compassionate. She's respected and she's blessed. Now, listen, that sounds like a winner to me. So I would love to know what are these women doing that would make you say, uh-uh, if she got that in her bio, she trash, like no boy no. I would love to know because there's nothing wrong with being a Proverbs 31 woman if she is exhibiting the attributes of a Proverbs 31 woman. And if that's the, you know, if that's not the case, then I think the verbiage should be, you know, don't lie in your bio or something like that. Um, but also to take it a step further for my ladies, as we strive to be a Proverbs 31 woman, I would challenge you to also strive to be a Judges chapter four and five woman. And in Judges chapter four and five, there's a prophet by the name of Deborah. And Deborah led God's army. She took back territory, like came up with a plan to take back territory. She drove a stake through the enemy's head, killed them. Then she left and sung about it. Now, I'll enjoy Proverbs 31. I've learned to enjoy it the older I get. But I'm at a place now where not only do I think, well, I know I'm a Proverbs 31 woman, but I think I'm 
got a lot of judges in me because I'm that girl. You know what I mean? Like I am a leader. I am, you know, I'm one that goes and gets what she wants. And sometimes I got to go back and get things, things that were left behind. I am not afraid of the enemy and will go up all in his face to get things done and to kill if need be. And then I'm going to tell y'all about it because I'm that girl. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I was offended by the Proverbs 31 comment, but I am saying I was a taken aback. And I was like, y'all not going to do my ladies like this. Like we, we not going down like this ladies. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there about the Proverbs 31, but also ladies be Proverbs 31 and then be a judges chapter four through five. Cause she, that girl. Hmm? Um, so yeah, pretty much the premise of the episode was ladies don't look for a man in church, uh, pretty much go outside of church. Um, you know, talked about Boaz against something that is so cliche and so trendy. Um, I've never been a Boaz type of girl because Boaz gives me again, Rufus, you know what I mean? Give me Harold. <laughs> so that was never really, you know, my thing. I don't subscribe to dating men in church. I have only ever dated one man in church. And that was my daughter's father uh, over 20 years ago. And what happened was when we broke up and when things went left, there was a divide in the church. So we had some people taking, you know, uh, her father's side. And then there were some people, uh, you know, to be fair, the majority of folks, because, you know, I was popping back then, who took, you know, my side. And it just caused a divide. So I would... Um, encourage you if you find if you're part of the one percent and you you find you know your person or you find someone to date in church I would absolutely um, keep it quiet and I think I'm pretty sure Tim you know says something like this in his podcast it escapes me at the moment but you know keep it quiet I wouldn't tell a soul and if it works out then God bless y'all if it doesn't then it was your business to begin with, and it's not all over the church. That's just my little, you know, two, three, four, five cents. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for y'all today. You know, I always leave with a quote. So I figured, what better quote to end with than with the infamous Proverbs 31? But I'm going to read it from the Message Bible because I just like how it sounds. So Proverbs 31 says, Many women have done wonderful things, but you outclass them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. The woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. And with that, thank y'all for listening. As always, follow me on Instagram at Natasha underscore LaVon and at No Prelude Podcast. I love everybody. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.